Hello and welcome to Radical Simple Living. This is Series 2 and it's Episode 17. Welcome to my kitchen here in my homestead in southern Sweden, small land. And I'm surrounded by animals. Handful of cats, husky dog, and they all promise to be really quiet while this podcast goes on. So if they break those rules, well, I don't know. I'll have to have a serious talk to them. Today's topic is influence, and it's a big topic because we are all influenced, and some of us influence other people. And if you think you don't, you're wrong. You do have an influence on other people, you have an influence on your immediate family, your friends, people you meet, people you work with, people you interact with on social media. So you do have an influence, and at the same time, people have an influence on you. And what we're aiming to do in this podcast is to explore influence and see how compatible that is with simple living and how, if you want to live simply, can you try and keep influences to those you want. Now, if you think, and some people do, that they're not really influenced by anybody, of course you are. When you're a baby, if you were brought up in a Portuguese-speaking house, you grew up speaking Portuguese. That was the influence of your parents. If you grew up in a Catholic household, chances are you grew up a Catholic. If you grew up in a a tough area, in in a city, perhaps some of that toughness rubbed up on you and had some effect on your personality. So all these things are influences. We're influenced by our parents, if we were raised by them, of course. We're influenced by our siblings. We're influenced by our friends. Now, when we grow up, even a little bit, we start to be influenced by all kinds of other people. And I'm sorry to say some of these are not good things. Some of the people that influence us are not doing it with our best interests at heart. When people advertise things to you, they're not really doing you a favour. What they're trying to do is to sell their product to you. And maybe, just maybe, the product they sell is something you really need and you want to have and you want to use. But chances are it's not. Sometimes, there's a cat got very close to me. I don't know quite what she's going to do. Jump on the keyboard, I expect. Um... When people are trying to advertise things to you, they want to sell them to you. And if people want to sell them to you, it's because they want to make money. It's as simple as that. If you're lucky, they will fulfil a need that you had. If you're unlucky, they will identify a need which you never knew you had and then sell you something to fill that need. That's what happens a lot of the time. So advertising is one part of the influences that play on us and we want to know how we can resist that or how we can turn it into something like water on a duck's back. Just flow off and not get through. We can't stop them trying to influence us because they will. Um, There's also political influence, isn't there? People want to influence you because they want you to vote in a certain way. And the way they do that is by making all kinds of promises about what life is going to be like if they get elected. And those of us that are old enough 
know that this probably doesn't really have any effect on reality. What most politicians spend their time doing is reacting to events. And more and more when we elect officials to take a position, we're not electing them because we expect them to put their policy decisions into place. We're electing them because we think we are putting those difficult decisions in a safe pair of hands. If you think about it, I'm sure you will accept that's more so the case now than it used to be. You spend a lot of time before you put your vote, your cross on the paper, or if you use electronic voting before you hit that button, you spend a lot of time, if something was to go really wrong, who would I like to have in charge here? And so a lot of politicians now spend a lot of time convincing us or trying to convince us that if they were elected, they would be that safe pair of hands and that the other person that's trying to get elected against them is a dangerous, unsafe pair of hands. Now, if you don't believe me about this, um, just look at next time you hear a politician. I know this is the year of elections. We've already had elections in Pakistan. There are elections in coming in India and uh, in the US and in, in, in the UK. Lots of other parts of the world are having elections. If you listen to politicians in the speeches coming up to those elections, a lot of the time they say you should trust us, but you really shouldn't trust that other person at all. It's not a good idea. Now, we can think of politicians in terms of this influence, and, and yet there's another kind of influence, isn't there? We've said that there is political influence, we've said there's advertising influence, we've said there is parental influence and sibling influence and peer group influence, but there is also another kind of influence. And this influence, I'm afraid, is people on social media, people on who make films, people who write books, all of them may be trying to influence us one way or another. Some people are so blatant about the uh, influence that they're trying to exert that, you know, it's fairly obvious right away. You look at a, a video on YouTube and you know that the person doing that is trying to sell you an idea. They may also be trying to sell you a product. So that advertising influence spills into the other kind of influence as well. And this is dangerous because we don't know who these people are or we don't know what their real objectives are. Sometimes it's just to make money. Sometimes it's to push us towards a particular point of view, which they have some interest in promoting. Whereas you, as a rational adult, I'm assuming all people listening to this podcast are rational adults. If you're not a rational adult, um, put your hand up now, please. But if you're a rational adult, you will be able to spot people that are trying to influence you right away. You will know when the phone goes and it's a cold caller starts talking about double glazing or something. You know that that person is trying to influence you to make decisions which you would be quite capable of making yourself without their help. Thank you. But if you were a young person, if you were 18 or 17 or 14 or 12 or 10 or even younger, and you see these influences on YouTube and you see these influences on TikTok and you get this influence coming to you from a whole load of different directions, 
chances are you're not going to be that good at discerning what is a good message and what is a bad message. And so one of the things that we want to talk about today is how can you teach your children to be aware that people are trying to influence them and teach them how to resist that influence. Well, why do you want them to resist that influence? Because there's nothing in it for them. They're not going to gain anything by influence, by being influenced by one of these people. But there's something to be gained by the people doing the influencing. Now, before you, you accuse me of being a hypocrite and that I'm trying to influence you, I'm a de-influencer. I'm not, I'm not going to encourage you to go out and spend more money. I'm not going to ask you to go out and buy products. I'm going to influence you to spend less money and not go out and buy products. And I'm going to influence you to stop listening to other people and listen to yourselves. You can stop listening to me. That's fair enough. That's understandable. What I'm trying to do is to help you to put ideas that you may want to talk to your children about or you may want to explore your own behaviour and have a good think about. I'm not telling you what to do. Don't think I am. Okay. Now, as well as politicians and these influencers, there's big business, there's pressure groups, there's all kinds of people trying to get you to do things. There may be in your country a referenda on a number of things and people will try and influence you that way. People will try and influence you to join campaigns about things. And you should be very wary of being influenced. To say that as an adult, you can choose your own source of influence, and we'll talk about that in a minute, you really do not have to listen to what these other people do. Right, let's talk about you for a minute. You are made up of all kinds of things. I know physically you're made up of all kinds of things, and mentally you're made up of all kinds of things too. Some of those things are genetic, some of those things are to do with your rearing and upbringing, but some of those things are due to influences that have been placed on you as you've grown up. An awful lot of people grow up and vote for the same party their parents voted for. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, maybe you live in the same kind of social conditions. Maybe you're a similar demographic to your parents. And so quite naturally, you're going to vote for the same party that they did. But perhaps that happens because you haven't really thought about it. And you tended to go with the flow. And, oh, you know, my father always voted for the X party. So I hope there's not an X party out there, by the way. So I'm going to vote for the ex-party as well. Or you might even say, my family have always been ex-voters. Or you might say, voting ex was good enough for my parents, it's good enough for me. An awful lot of people do that. And I don't see anything wrong with it as long as you think about it and you don't blindly do it. Because obviously if you're voting just because your family has always voted for X, that doesn't take into account that the political party called X has changed a lot over the decades. We know if we look at American politics, for instance, and we look at the founding of the Democratic Party and of the Republican Party, they have changed positions virtually. The Democratic Party in the early days was all for states making their own laws and all for a lack of federal interference. And the Republican Party wanted to bring things together and have federal laws. 
Things aren't like that anymore, are they? If you find somebody that thinks that Washington is too strong, they're more likely, I suggest, to be a Republican voter than a Democrat voter. And all sorts of other things have changed too. So political parties are not always in the same place. And if I think of Britain, back in the 1960s, it was the Labour Party that was most opposed to the joining the European Union, as it was at the time, the common market. And it was the Conservatives that ruled for it. And then, 20, 30, 40 years later, it's the other way round. And it's the Labour Party that are more likely to be in favour of, of closer links with Europe. And the Tory party led the campaign to get Britain out of the European Union. Not all of them, but most of them. So political parties change. And if you vote for a political party because you've always voted for it in your family, well, have you changed with them? And this comes down to the idea of your core values. And I've spoken about core values before, and I want to talk about them a little bit more later on in this podcast. So, politics aside, you may have a religious point of view. Or maybe you are an atheist. And again, if you are a member of a religion, even if it's loosely a member of a religion, even if you don't go to attend the meetings or worship or the church services for this religion, most people tend to take up the religion of their parents. So if your parents were Russian Orthodox, you're likely to grow up Russian Orthodox. If your parents were Sikh, you're going to be Sikh. If your parents were... um, Uh, well, Muslim, you're going to be Muslim. That's the way it works. Some people change their mind. Some people pick up a new religion. Some people come from a very religious family and decide they don't want anything more to do with religion and become atheists. Um, I'm a Quaker, as you know, and I, I know a Quaker couple who were devastated because their child decided to become a more conventional Christian with church services and priests and things like that. It's one of those things that happen. So again, you might want to explore your own religious affiliations. I'm not talking about your own personal faith, which is nothing to do with anybody else, really. But your religious affiliations, you might want to wonder why you're affiliated to the church that you are. Is it because that's how you grew up? Or is it a church that you have adopted over time? That's something worth looking at as well. Now, if you take apart from uh, religion and apart from politics, all the other social attitudes you take, let's look at some social issues that are naturally party political, but have become party political maybe in the last decade or so. Where do you stand on gun control? Where do you stand on abortion? Where do you stand on pollution and climate change? Where do you uh, stand on diet? You know, do you eat meat or do you refrain from meat? All of these things are part of the jigsaw that makes us up. And it's worth exploring why we have adopted the positions we do. And to my mind, it's like a bit of a jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? As you get older, more and more parts of a jigsaw puzzle fit into place until if you're a lucky person, you end up with a complete jigsaw picture uh, that you've made yourself by fitting all the pieces together. 
Always a bit disappointing when you get to the end of a jigsaw, isn't it? Because when you've got all the places filled and you've got all the pieces sorted, especially if it's one of these 5,000-piece monster jigsaws, what do you do with it then? Well, you know, there are a few people that stick them on the wall, but most people, I'm afraid, just break them up and put them back in the box again. So uh, that's a bit of a downer, but there we go. Your life is a jigsaw then, and there's... Possibly, unless you're a very well-balanced person, there are some pieces of the jigsaw missing. And it could be that you got some of the bits of the jigsaw in the wrong place. And you all know that if you do jigsaws, you have a piece and you think it's in that place, and then later on in the puzzle you find it actually belongs somewhere else. Well, could it be that you're trying to fit together pieces of jigsaw that come from different boxes that you're trying to make up one big picture but what you've got on the table in front of you are pieces of different pictures no wonder they don't fit together no wonder they don't work out well it's because you've adopted all kinds of things which don't really marry into one another um, let's give you a few silly examples of that let's just supposing that you are a vegetarian that likes to go out deer hunting. Well, why are you doing it? You know, if somebody wants to hunt the deer and eat them, that's pieces of the jigsaw puzzle fit together. If somebody's vegetarian doesn't want to hunt deer, that's bits that fit together. But if you do both, there's something slightly strange there. I'm sure there are some people that do this, I've no doubt about it. Supposing your big thing is growing vegetables, and yet... You can't bear to eat vegetables. Again, these are two parts of your life, two bits of the jigsaw that don't fit together. So what can you do to help make sure that you're playing uh, the game of jigsaw? It's not a game, jigsaw, is it? It's a puzzle. How can you make sure the puzzle that you're doing has all the number of pieces there and they're all from the same puzzle? There's also that other business about you get to the end of a jigsaw and you find there's a piece missing. And that's really devastating and it's always the last piece, isn't it? It's always the last piece that you discover is missing. There we go. Explain that one if you can. Um, so our thoughts, our opinions, our basic build-up of who we are and what we do and who we support and who we, we do not support are all made up, building up a big picture. And what we need to do is to make sure we're strong and that we have the right bits. I say strong, we've got to be confident that we can do this jigsaw. We've got to be confident that we've got the right pieces. We've got to be confident that we're putting them in the right place. And to do that, we don't need influencers. We don't need somebody to tell us what we should be doing. In fact, it can be really irritating if you're doing a jigsaw and somebody comes up behind you and say, oh, that bit shouldn't go there, it goes over here. All that can be irritating. It's all right doing jigsaws as a family, but if some random person comes up and tells you you've got a piece in the wrong that's about Or worse still, when you're out of the room, they come in and do it for you. And you come back and you find a whole corner has been, ah, oh, dear, these things are bad. These things are very bad. You've got to have your core values now what are your core values they are basic things that you believe and as i said in series one there's an awful lot to be said for 
writing down your core values on a piece of paper. So should I say, right, what are my core political beliefs? You know, am I a libertarian? Am I a, a Republican? Am I a socialist? Am I an agrarian? Am I green in my political opinions? Am I red? Am I blue? Think carefully about these things and try and think how political parties change over the years and try and make sure that you can line up your political opinions with the way you vote. Look at moral issues, where you stand on gun control, where you stand on abortion, where you stand on um, the euthanasia. All of these things, put them down and see if the political party you're supporting actually represents what you think. And if they don't, maybe you should try and look at other political parties. I don't know. Look at your core religious values. Do you believe in God? Do you not believe in God? If you believe in God, how does God represent itself, him or herself, to you in what you do every day? Are you convinced that one of the religions on earth represents closely enough your views to follow that religion? Or does the religion you follow not quite match to your own beliefs, but you're part of it anyway, even though you can't accept this belief or that belief. Um, it's an interesting one, that, and it's well worth doing. Think about your core values about what you eat. Do you eat anything? Do you draw boundaries about what you will eat and you won't eat? Try and think about family values and where you stand on the morality of families. All of these things are important. Come up with those core values and then match them up to what you actually do and what you actually say and who you support and who you vote for and where you worship if you do. If everything fits together as it should, that's fine. But if you find there are things that you're not happy about, only you can change them. Now, a big this is about deciding for yourself, which is what it's all about. How to avoid influences. You decide things for yourself. Sometimes you will come across an unpopular view and that's fine. But if you do take an unpopular view, what you've got to do is say, do I, I really believe this? And if the answer is yes, stick with it. You know, if you believe that, I don't know, almost anything, you should only eat fruit if they be lick, begin with the apple uh, with the letter a like apples then if that's a belief why do you believe that you know people believe in strange things but it's okay if that's what they really believe i'm trying the reason i pause <laughs> i'm trying to think of another fruit that begins with a apricots of course there are more than one now the real problem comes here with your children because in order for your children to grow up and form opinions, they've got to know about facts. They've got to know about what's going on in the world. They've got to know what's happening to the environment. They've got to know what's happening with wars. They've got to know what's happening with all kinds of things. And some parents don't like telling their children these things. Some parents like to hold back and stop really telling everybody what they or telling their children what they should be doing and they try and hide them away from it. So if there's a war breaks out, they won't tell their children. Some parents even turn the news off if their children are in the room. And it's up to you. That's one of those value things, whether you feel that way or not. But one thing I will say to you is if you don't discuss things with your children 
or your grandchildren or children in your care, if you're unwilling to talk about the difficult things, somebody else is talking to them. It might be somebody in the playground, it might be somebody in their school, it might be a teacher, it might be something they see on television themselves when you're not there. It could be somebody who's posting things on the internet. Because a lot of those people, I'm afraid, are trying to influence your children by getting messages past you into a medium that you don't use. You may not use TikTok, but if your children use TikTok, they're getting messages on there and you may not even see them. And if I see messages, I want to know why that message is there and who's sending it and what they, what's in it for them. Your children are unlikely to be that discerning. So as well as looking at your own core values and deciding who is influencing you and who you want to be influenced by, look out for your children. If they are influenced by you, that's going to be in keeping. If you are if you are talking to them, they're going to fit their ideas in with your political ideas in your family, the religious ideas in your family, the cultural ideas in your family, and all of those things are going to work out fairly well. If you allow them to be influenced by other people without you having had your input, they are going to be influenced by those other people. If you don't talk about that war with your children, somebody else will. If you don't talk about pollution with your children, somebody else will. If you don't talk to your children about how to behave towards other people, somebody else will. And those other people don't know your children as well as you do and do not have the best interests of your children uh, in the same way you do. And if you're one of these people that think it's okay to let your children do whatever they want on the internet. You should think carefully about that. Would you allow your, ch your child to walk down a street of shops and wander into any shop and see what's on sale there? Would you let them wander into, into liquor stores and betting offices? And would you let them wander into houses of ill repute and just talk to the people working there and find out what's happening? No, you wouldn't. So why are you prepared to let them do that on the internet? Very young children need your protection on the internet. I've no doubt about that at all. And if some people think that is you interfering or you interfering with their freedom, I don't care. I think it is wrong for children to be left to wander around the internet freely and find out all sorts of things that are pretty grim. When they're older, it's different. But when they're young, you need to be in control and you need to be looking after that. I would like to um, finish this with a quote from Jill Winner. Now, some of you, especially Americans among you, will know Jill Winner. She is a homesteader in Wyoming and she publishes a podcast called Old Fashioned on Purpose. And I believe her new book is of the same title. I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just mentioning that. And she is an impressive woman and she says some impressive things. And this week she came up with a, a cracking quote that I'm going to share with you. Here it is, a quote from Jill Winger. So many people waiting for the next politician to solve their problems right now. Friend, no one is coming to save you. Put your head down, focus on your own life 
and watch true change come. End of quote. That was a, a husky grumble in the middle of that. I'll read it again because it's so good. So many people waiting for the next politician to solve their problems right now. Friend, no one is coming to save you. Put your head down, focus on your own life and watch true change come. I think that is quite gifted. So watch out for those influencers. Watch out for what they do to you. Watch out for what they do to your children. Know that in election years, the amount of people trying to bend your mind with their model that they want you to conform with is going to be greater. Don't be intimidated by it. Hold back. Make up your own mind. I'm not saying don't get involved in politics. I am not saying don't vote. Far from it. But I am saying be careful out there and make sure that people are telling you the truth. And if they're not telling you the truth, try and be aware of it and try and head it off at the pass. OK, um, thank you for joining me today. Uh, I should just tell you that it's February here at the moment. I know not all of you listen to these podcasts as they come out. It is February. It is wet. We have had a heavy snow melt and a lot of rain all in one week. And I, I've taken my dog out for a walk earlier and ditches on both sides of the roads I've never seen with Waltrim before are full. And it's a grand time for amphibians. It's also a grand time for huskies to jump in the water and enjoy themselves. But it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's better than being frozen, I suspect. And um, looking at the long-term weather forecast, it should be that that uh, groundhog was right this year and spring will be early. I certainly hope nothing happens to change my mind on that. It looks good. Okay, um, you can find me on social media. You will not find me being very active on social media, but you will find me there. Um, do follow me there. And if you like this podcast, or if you dislike this podcast, please mention it to your friends on social media so it gets a bit of extra publicity and I can get a few more people listening. That is most kind of you. Uh, it's been good talking with you and I hope to talk again with you soon.